Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Train, Eat, Repeat. Andrea and I here back from Florida. Had a great time. Very warm, very hot, and it's 50 degrees right now here in Michigan. (laughs) So we're definitely missing the heat. Yes, the day we left, it was about 90 degrees, not rubbing it in, and we came back to cold, rainy, windy weather. So welcome back to Michigan. But that's why you go on vacation, though. Mm -hmm, And now it seems like everybody is on vacation now for spring break. (laughs) So I'm glad that we went before they went. Yes. Um, So we want to give you, before we give you a recap of how we did, we actually gave ourselves a report card um, since last week's episode was all about how to stay on track in your health and wellness goals while on vacation. So we're going to be honest with ourselves and and give ourselves a little bit of kudos, but also uh, sort of a little slap on the wrist a little bit uh, because we could have done things a little bit better. But I would say overall, we did pretty good. My grade's a little bit better than his grade. (laughs) So before we get into that, though, <laughs> want to make sure you guys know today, the day that we're this podcast is released, the day that we're recording it, it is March 31st. We're turning the calendar to April tomorrow with April Fool's Day. And what's not going, you're not going to get fooled on, is that we still have that opportunity to give away a couple or three, actually, uh, Celery Green Training yep. Repeat shirts. Yep. How do I get a Celery Green Training Repeat shirt? Great question. I know. So all you have to do is, is obviously, you're listening to the podcast. That's step one. Step two, I need you to subscribe to the podcast so that way you do not miss an episode. And we're coming up on episode 50, oh which my gosh, is crazy. We're two episodes away from Two 50. episodes away. I can't believe we've almost been doing this for a year. So we want you guys on our journey with us for the next year. Um, so subscribe to it. Then after you listen to a few podcast episodes, go ahead and leave a star rating for us. Be honest. It'll be five. It'll be a five. We just know that. (laughs) And then I want you guys to just leave a real quick review. Doesn't have to be anything like a novel. Just leave us a nice little review and then copy or excuse me. Uh, tag. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. lingo these days, right? You tag people. <laughs> on the gram. So on the gram and or on Facebook, tag three friends that you know would be benefit from listening to this podcast. So that's how you get your name in the hat. Today is the last day to do so. So hopefully you're listening to this podcast today and we'll draw the names uh, tomorrow and uh, let the winners know next week on next week's podcast who is getting a celery green t-shirt. So really and, excited. And we also have a new challenge starting on April Fool's, which we do. is not we, an April Fool's joke at all. We've got a million things going on. So yes, the Minimally Eating Process Challenge starts tomorrow. And again, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. If you follow either of us on Instagram and or on Facebook, we've been talking about it for the better half of two weeks now, but $30, a dollar a day to join a community on a private Facebook group and all the while learning each week different tactics on how to eat minimally processed. And so what we're trying to teach is why we should do it, what that means, how to uh, shop for it and cook it, um, how to take it on the road. And then obviously the realization part of it is is sort of realizing how much better you feel Absolutely. eating this way. We hope to educate you in the sense so you understand how to make the right food choices. Yeah. And and honestly, it's it's one of the easiest ways to start turning around your health initiatives. So mm-hmm. if your goal is to lose weight, mm-hmm. if you want to feel less bloated, if you want to have more energy, be less brain fog. Less like, headaches, sleep better. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and actually, not to, you know, a good transition from this is, is around vacation, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so my general grading for ourselves, <laughs> for me, was about a B minus. Okay, a B minus. So we weren't a C. 
We snuck in just past the C plus. So my take on it was, so first of all, we 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 did plan ahead, and mm-hmm. we talked about last week packing like, yep. uh, you know, vitamins mm-hmm. and making sure that you had some type of work piece of workout equipment, which isn't normal for us. It's the first time we've done this, mm-hmm. but we bought some dry bells. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you that aren't familiar with them, they're essentially kettlebell sandbags. Mm-hmm. So we knew we were going to have an abundance of sand mm-hmm. being in a beach town, right? Right. Yeah. So we worked out Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Monday did a combination of uh, animal flow, which we just got certified in before we left. And then we also did a little bit of kettlebell work with mm-hmm. our kettlebells and we went for a run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then day two. We were a little excited. We, we yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> well, in Monday was our travel day. Yeah. So we didn't work out on Monday. No, we didn't work out on Monday. Monday we arrived and met up with everyone we were with. So Tuesday was our big workout day. Big workout day. Wednesday we worked out again and actually mm-hmm. we ran back to back days and we did speed work. That was rough. And it was humid yes. and hot. But it was awesome. But it was, it was, it was awesome. And the good thing was is that we sort of kept to the cadence of getting it done first thing mm-hmm. because we knew if we didn't get it done first thing, we probably weren't going to get it sure. in. And then we went for a hike. We went for a hike. We went for a couple different walks on, on different beaches yep. that were mm-hmm. a little bit lengthy. So mm-hmm. we were still active and we did go for a bike ride. So overall. And we did Pilates and we also did Animal Flow another day. So I guess we did, I don't want to say, I, I guess what I'm grading on is like, we typically work out five days a week sure. very intensely. Sure. Um, I give us a B, almost an A minus. Okay. Because well, you can't every... skip B plus. Okay, a B plus then. A B, okay. B plushish. <laughs> so we're in the Bs is essentially what we're but saying. I mean, my, my whole point is that every day we did an activity. It might not have been kettlebells or lifting, but we did make sure that we moved our body every day. And you know what, though? That is what we preached, right, mm-hmm. in last mm-hmm. week's podcast was the fact that as long as you can still keep your body moving, mm-hmm. even if it's not a regimented workout and it's something you don't get to do and, and something you enjoy, like we enjoy like moving, exploring. Yeah, for sure. So like we got to go on a bike ride, yeah. which we typically, I mean, we'll do it during the summer here, but we haven't done one in yeah. months. Uh, we were able to walk the beach, which we never get mm-hmm. to do. Found some amazing shells and some, talked to some cool people, mm-hmm. some guys that were fishing on the on the shoreline. Um, and then we also got to learn um, a lot of the, you know, sort of geography, if mm-hmm. you will, of that coastline. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot in terms of exercise. Eating, how do you think we did? I think our eating was... Was pretty on point. Okay. I think it was an A. An A? I would say an A. Okay. Because our eating, we really didn't, you know, deter from what our normal, I didn't, and I don't think you did either. Well, sometimes you don't have a choice because there is no vegetarian menu items. Um, so you like end up eating like rice and beans and vegetables like we did at the airport, which was the airport. Airport food's yeah. always the worst. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I would say I, I think you're very on point that we made the right choices. We did go out to a couple restaurants. I would say the the hardest restaurant that we ate at or harshest restaurant we ate at was probably the taco and tequila bar. I would agree. Um, there were still good options. Yeah. Like you had a sweet potato, black bean taco, yep. cauliflower taco. So yep. we're not talking like super. Yeah, I don't think we went off the rails. And that's why, I mean, we had 
we had definitely some opportunities to go to the other side and mm-hmm. we didn't take it. I mean, there was a lot of fried foods around us. There was a lot of snack foods around us and we didn't, we didn't drift off the path. Well, one thing that helped that too is the grocery shopping. Yes. Like we were able to choose the snacks and the things that we normally eat mm-hmm. in our routine. So while, you know, we were in a house with, you know, five upwards of seven mm-hmm. people at a time mm-hmm. um, and everybody has different tastes. Mm-hmm. Some, most people, the way it works when you go on vacation, you just eat whatever everybody else eats. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it is also a a slippery slope to get you off of track mm-hmm. of what you're normally used to. Mm-hmm. And we know already, and this is something that we want for all of our clients and anyone we work with or anyone, period, is for you to feel that difference when you go off that diet. Mm-hmm. So we did have, like, I, I at least had one day mm-hmm. where I definitely did not feel like myself. Mm-hmm. And that was just my body saying, whoa, yeah, you usually don't drink yeah. this much beer. Yeah. I, I think I had six beers over the course of the day. I'll be honest on the podcast, um, which is not something I do regularly. I had a lot of sodium mm-hmm. because we ate out twice that day. Yeah. So, you know, again, it, it's it's all about moderation. Yeah. I Like I said, I, I think we did very well considering all of the other temptations that we could mm-hmm. have done. So. And not only that, I feel way better coming back from oh, this vacation yeah. than vacations I have in the past. Yes, like vacations I agree. the past, it's like a week long hangover, if you will, to basically get back on track. Yep. So we're somewhere in the B ish range. A minus. She would say A minus. Overall average. She's that easy grader. That she'd be like, well, I guess we'll put it on I a need bell to get curve. Some extra credit there and there. Yeah, they're great up. <laughs> but that's what we, we wanted to share that with you guys yeah. because obviously we want you to know that we are human, mm-hmm. that uh, we do enjoy ourselves from mm-hmm. time to time. Um, we also didn't touch on it, but we did very good in terms of like our drinks. We stayed with light beers. Mm-hmm. It was way too hot to drink anything heavy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we stayed with clear liquors mm-hmm. and no sugar additives. Mm-hmm. So that was also a big plus too. And again, activity helps with that. As and it well. was even my birthday and I didn't even go for the sweets. Yeah. That was amazing. We had zero sweets zero the entire sweets. time we were there. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. Or bad because I feel like you should have no. had like a birthday cake or no. something. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> She's good without the I'm cake. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So let's jump into what we're talking about today. Um, I, I feel like this is a, a really good topic. One, because so many people struggle with it, but don't understand why the struggle is so hard for for some people and so easy for others, or at least sure. there's that that feeling that it's easy for somebody else. And that is, why is weight loss so hard? And, you know, I think it's two parts. I think the first part is what I was just talking about, is that there, there seems to be a problem of perception. Mm-hmm. Like, you know yourself better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And even if you are friends with somebody or it's a colleague or something like that, a lot of times you don't, they'll never show you the hard things that they go through, right? We've talked about social media, oh, how sure. it's terrible for those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times it may seem easy for that individual, but you also don't know the struggles that they went through to get to where they are now. Sure. We're going to post on social media the best parts, pieces of our life, you know, the best glamorous parts of our lives. But what you don't see is the hard work and the grit that gets you there. And I think that 
the social media aspect really brings us back to our comparison problem that, mm-hmm. oh, we think it's easy for her because she's done this. And if I do that, I'm going to look like that. But they don't see everything that went into that before. Well, it happened on vacation. Yeah. We were with another couple and they they alluded to the fact that all we do, all they ever see us do is eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like we do love to eat. We do. But the thing is, is what you don't realize is that our metabolisms are, are at a high peak. Right. We need extra calories to maintain the muscle mass that Mm -hmm. we've built. Mm -hmm. That allows you to eat more food, which is why we put such an emphasis around strength training, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to not just weight loss, but maintaining Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. weight. Um, You know, I was just thinking I had a conversation with somebody, not to get too off topic, um, on Facebook. And she had mentioned that she had basically been the same size, a size six, since she was 20. And now she's 58. Mm. And she barely has to weigh in. She just focuses on staying active and eating well. And that's the goal, guys. Yes. Like, like I've been around somewhere between, I would say, 185 and 190, um, probably 195 at my heaviest for the probably the past like 14 years. Like it, it just doesn't fluctuate. And and the reason why it doesn't is because I don't veer too far off the those habits. Sure. Right. So so perspective is always important because you don't understand what that person's day looks like. If you were to take a closer look. Probably getting good sleep, probably hydrating, probably not indulging in, in alcohol and sweets and, and other indulgences, probably working out pretty consistently mm-hmm. or staying active like we just talked about mm-hmm. on our vacation. So mm-hmm. um, first of all, it's a perspective. Don't, you know, try to uh, say that it's easy for one person. It's hard for everybody. And also, just because somebody is thin does not mean that they're healthy. And, you know, we've we've preached this a couple of times here is that, you know, you are a unique person. What works for one may not work for you. And you have to understand how your body functions and what you have, what you can put it through. And and like you said, even though they're skinny or they can fit into a size two or whatever it might be, it doesn't mean that they are healthy. You always have to remember that you don't know what's going on the inside to understand how where someone's at. And then the second piece, so beyond perception and and trying to compare yourself or trying to say, woe is me because they're skinny and I'm not. Sure. It's multifactorial. And I mentioned a few of them just now in talking about strength training, talking about hydration, all those things. But in order for you to lose weight, and we've talked about this before, your body for how long has been the way it is? Right. How long have you had this extra weight on your right. frame? Right. And and again, it comes back to habits, but you can't expect to just turn the page and oh, in the course of a month, in the course of two months. Um, and I've talked about this past week, you know, sort of focusing more on how you feel versus mm-hmm. how you look. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that for success, because if you just focused on what's in the mirror, you get discouraged really quickly. Sure. And I think that's where the New Year's resolution people 100%. fail is because they, well, I'm going to start and I'm going to eat healthy. And after a week of not seeing anything, they give up. Or even after 12 weeks. I just read a statistic and we just last week passed the 12 week mark of of 2021. So the first 12 weeks of 2021 are done. The first three months, only 8% of the people that made resolutions are still striving towards them. 8%. 8%. 8%. So 
I mean, that just goes to show like they probably kept a very surface level goal, didn't have a true why. And I'm not trying to get too off topic, but they, you know, that's why they weren't able to keep their goals going. Yeah. Um, That and revisiting it, like you have to revisit your goals constantly because you'll have a million different things that want to pull you in different directions. But in terms of the the multifactorial or multiple things that can keep you from being able to lose weight. One of them, stress management, cortisol levels. Huge. Not enough people manage their stress or even know that they need to manage their stress um, or how to do that. Uh, Daily water, fluid intake can't be understated. Um, Amount of quality sleep, not just the amount, but the quality of that sleep as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And we talked about numerous times how to get quality sleep on Mm -hmm. this podcast. It's Mm -hmm. so important. Um, Activity level. And I'm not talking about workouts. I'm talking about how active you are throughout your day. Sure. How often do we sit in a chair for hours on end versus we're up, we're moving around, we take the dog for a walk. Do we take the elevator? Do we take the stairs? Do we park further away and walk into a store? Those things add up over time. How about type of exercise? We always talked about strength training. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The number one way to increase your body's metabolism Mm -hmm. is to lift weights. Mm -hmm. Man, woman, child, doesn't matter. Across the board. Across the board. <laughs> even dogs. <laughs> My dog's ripped. Okay, Griffin, if you've seen him, he's jacked as all can be and he eats like a horse. He's sleeping right now. <laughs> uh, and then the amount of quality food that you're, that you're eating. So uh-huh. the amount and the quality. It's both of those things, which if you want to learn how to eat quality food, you should join our minimally processed eating challenge. Like that alone will give you a good base to work from in terms of eating quality food and what you typically find is that the more quality food you eat, the less and less you have to worry about portions within reason. Oh, for sure. Like if you load your plate with vegetables, fruits, those type of things, you don't have to limit yourself on the amount that you're having. Yeah. One of the best examples. So we talk about, um, you know, in terms of like the nutrient density, the caloric density of food, fiber, uh, you know, quantity. If you were to take uh, the same amount of calories in a Big Mac meal. So mm-hmm. Big Mac with fries and a Coke and mm-hmm. all those things. And then take the same number of calories in an apple. You'd have to eat like oh, six apples in one sitting. I think more than that. I eat one apple. I am full right. as can be, right. right? Because of the added nutrients, because of the added fiber. Mm-hmm. So just for comparison, not to mention the hyper palatability mm-hmm. of that Big Mac that makes you want to eat more and right. it's empty calories. So you can just pop those in right. one after another. And the sugar another. crash happens. Oh, yeah. Don't even get started on, on the Coke piece of things. Um, so, again, mount and quality of the food that you're eating, medical conditions that can alter metabolism efficiency. So I'm not saying that because you have Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, uh, other autoimmune disorders that you can't lose weight. What it does mean, though, is that it's going to drastically change your caloric expenditure. So how many calories you're able to burn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so... You have to be able to realize that. So let's say you went from somebody who didn't have a thyroid condition to somebody who did, but didn't change any of your habits along the way. Sure. That's a slippery slope to gaining on those extra pounds without actually knowing it because you feel like nothing ever changed. Well, yeah, your your thyroid doesn't work as efficiently anymore. Right. right. Um, your relationship with food and eating in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. It's a huge one. And, and setting up the right environment for success for that, it's it's all about retraining the neural pathways in your brain as well. 
Mm -hmm. believing that you can do it. Yes. 100%. I mean, we talk about self-talk all the time, Mm -hmm. but you have to practice it over and over and over. We can't tell you. You have to tell yourself. Well, I just find it sort of odd that we spend so much time exercising our bodies and yet your brain is also a oh, muscle. Oh, sure. It and can we, be rewritten. Yes, absolutely. And that could be a whole other podcast yeah. that we talk about. <laughs> um, your social circle and who you choose to surround yourself with. So a good example of this was when we were on vacation. Love our friends, and but their lifestyle is just slightly different than ours, right? We have different priorities in terms of the food we eat, the things we drink, the activities we do, and therefore sometimes can make it challenging for people to make the right decisions or, you know, stick to their guns mm-hmm. when it comes to eating what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a, a thing of willpower. But it's also means, too, that, like, you can uh, sort of congregate with individuals that um, are like-minded, mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like you. <laughs> like, well, like your yeah, friends, right. yeah, that mm-hmm. are like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then your eating and living environment, mm-hmm. uh, huge. And and sometimes you can control those things. Well, I think a lot of these that you can control, it's whether oh, or not yeah. you decide to change them. Well, it's just, you know, like a living environment. Like if you live in a, um, you know, a, I think one of the places that gets hit the hardest um, are like poor communities. Sure. I would say like downtown city environments. Yeah. That they don't feel they have access to nutritious foods. Access and the education. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. those are the two big things because you don't know what you don't know. Sure. Um, so if you don't have a, a store that has organic fruits and vegetables that are readily available, it's going to be much harder for you to make that make that switch. Um, and then one of the last ones, and, and again, this I think this should maybe be number one, but a why. Okay, so like your why uh, that drives you to change. Yeah, you all have one reason what makes you get up out of bed in the morning, what makes you do what you want to do. But you have that one thing that's burning in your gut to say, I need to get up and go move. I need to get up and I need to eat this healthy food. No, I don't want to get McDonald's on the way to work. I'm going to eat this instead. Yeah, huge. Yeah, your why will will drive your ability to change all of those other factors that Andrea just said are all things that you can change. They're all things that you can conquer. What I will say, though, is that the next step is once you've identified which of those items. So first, you have to take a step back and say, big picture, big, you know, let's take a look at the landscape. What Which of these things could potentially be keeping me from being able to sure. lose weight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then, secondly, choose one or two, not seven. Yeah, don't go all in. And I'm going to change 10 different things on my list. Right, exactly. And know what re- a realistic timeline looks like, right? Um, you know, and that could look different for everybody based on how many factors you have to sort of battle. Um, and, and also if weight loss is truly the, the measurement that we want to utilize mm-hmm. for progress, mm-hmm. because there is more, more to, uh, sort of tracking and, mm-hmm. and progress than, than weight loss. But Absolutely. I'd say pictures speak way more volume than the number on the scale. 100%. Well, and, and that's part of the reason why we focus majority of the time on changing the relationship or the balance of weight 
inside of the body, Mm -hmm. meaning I'm more focused on the fact that, yeah, maybe the scale isn't going down that much, but if body fat continues to go down, muscle mass continues to go up, I'm setting that person up for success, even if it takes longer down the road, because that hard-earned muscle mass that they've built is going to allow them to keep a steady metabolism. They're going to be allowed to eat more without packing on the extra weight, barring to keep all those habits going. Uh, just personal um, experience, I feel that when I get on the scale, I used to be the number would determine how I would be doing throughout the day. And now I feel I'm, my number has not changed and I don't want it to change, but my, my muscle mass has gone up significantly. So I feel better at the number that I'm on the scale because I know that I'm a more muscular, more fit type than I was before. Well, and you're probably the same way. How long have you fluctuated? Like I would say like one to five pounds. One to five pounds. Yeah. I would say I've been this size and this weight for probably... 14, 15 years. Yeah. And that's all because your habits are set in mm-hmm. place. Your metabolism is run, cooking at a high rate. And, and, and I mean, that's a big span, mm-hmm. 14 years. It's after children. <laughs> and it's after children, yeah. right? Yeah. So so those moms out there that say, well, my hormones have changed. No. I can't do anything about it. No. No, you can. Yes. For sure. Yes. So talked about all the reasons that could be holding you back from losing weight. And then we talked about not just measuring weight loss itself, because along that journey, you might not see the number that you're anticipating, right? Mm -hmm. So then taking a look at things, and we've touched on these Mm -hmm. a million times, but have inflammation levels gone down? Mm -hmm. Do you have more energy? Do you have more strength? Do you sleep better? Do you Mm -hmm. have better digestion? What are like some other things that like your stress is better? Your stress management is better. You feel like you um, are putting better fuel in your body because of the output that you're going through. So you have a different relationship with food in the sense that you are eating and maybe you're eating a little bit more, but you're eating healthier things and choosing healthier things. I think it's a good idea to go back to the podcast and listen to the things that we listed, maybe write some of them down and take an inner look at yourself and your life to say, okay, I I really want to be um, 1% better than I was yesterday. And I really want to make this kind of a difference and focus on, like Tyler said, focus on two goals goals and give yourself like a four week deadline. I'm going to focus on these two goals and then I'm going to come back and see how I did on these two goals. And if they changed, great. If they didn't step back and say, okay, what could I have done to see if I could get a better uh, outcome in that? And then if they changed, pick two different goals. And that's how you create a better habit change going forward. And it's more of a sustainable lifestyle going forward. And all the while measuring how you feel Mm -hmm. versus how you look or Mm -hmm. what the number says on the Mm -hmm. scale, right? Because ultimately it's going to make sure that you have a better relationship Mm -hmm. with the weight loss or health journey in terms of what health looks like, right? We've talked about before how people create a bad relationship with food by doing calorie counting and yo-yo diets and and crash diets and detoxes and all these things. You can do the exact same thing with your body image Mm -hmm. if that's the only thing that you continuously focus on. I think one of the key changes in creating some of these changes for you is a a better confidence in yourself. I think um, once you get a better relationship with that scale and better relationship with food, you're not going to um, feel that you need to focus on that number. You're going to feel, I feel pretty good in my skin. And if I feel pretty good, that means I look good. And that I feel good and I'm positive and I'm able to make these changes. 
hundred percent. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> Good job, coach. <laughs> but no, and again, it, it's not saying that weight loss is a shallow goal. I mean, no. nobody will ever say that they don't want to look good. Yeah. What we're saying is, is that it takes a long time to reverse engineer everything that you've done to your body up until this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And if anybody is a case of somebody that can do it, it's Andrea. Because the one thing that I hear from women is after they have mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. right? And also, how you. much weight did you gain in your pre-pregnancies? Okay. Well, my youngest was a little bit different because I was on bed rest for an extended period of time. So I gained upwards of 60 to 70 pounds. Now people, I'm 5'2". Okay. So that's that's a lot of weight on my small little frame. Mhm. A lot of weight. And I couldn't I couldn't move, I couldn't work out, I couldn't sit up for more than 2 hours, I couldn't do a lot. So I'm not I'm not just, you know, I'm just painting the picture here people. But um yeah, I gained upwards probably 60 70 pounds and um it was it was hard. I mean, it's not easy when you have that much weight and I didn't have any more muscle tone. So I really was starting from ground zero. Yeah. And, and that this could be an easily a, a podcast episode. Actually, I think it should be um, to talk about that journey because I feel like so many women out there sure. think that the, their body has changed so much, there's no way to get back. Sure. And I think you're a shining example of the fact that mm-hmm. it is possible. But in, in, and even for my own anecdotal evidence, like I've told you guys this before, when I graduated college, I had gained 35 yeah. pounds in four years. And it's gradually snuck up on me, um, which 35 pounds doesn't sound like a lot when you're six foot one, but you could see it in my face. Yeah. I could see it in my body. And you could feel that's it. when I, and I could feel it. Yeah. Um, and so when I got home and I was, and I didn't have the giant cafeteria and, and, mm-hmm. and the late night parties and all those <laughs> things, right? Obviously the environment helped, but to me, I didn't even focus on weight loss. I signed up for a race. I was like, you know what? I just want to improve my fitness. The byproduct was the fact that I got back down from 210 down to 185, right? So, it, and again, it different male, female, yeah. mm-hmm. different situations, different yep. ages, all those things. But none of those things should be excuses because you can do it. It's just matter. It's a matter of evaluating the, your current circumstances, your current situation, and starting to take steps towards sort of creating those better habits. And what did I read this just the past week about goal setting? If you write down, if you don't write a goal down, it's you have 10% of achieving that goal. And if you write a goal, 10% chance. And if you write down a goal, it increases those odds by 75%. Yeah. So goal, goal setting is important. Write down your goals. Writing it down. And we talked about earlier, revisiting your goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure that, you know, they are SMART goals and mm-hmm. you guys know what that acronym means. But um, but again, wanted to come on, talk about weight loss, why it's so hard. And to Andrea's point, I think it's a great uh, sort of activity slash homework for you guys mm-hmm. is to listen to this podcast, listen to all those line items that we just listed off, and then think about your own life. If weight loss is a goal of yours, if just trying to become healthier is a goal of yours, regardless of, of weight loss, all of those things we just listed are, are I would say, measurements of optimal health, right? Mm-hmm. So take a look at those, pick two for four weeks. Yep for four weeks work on them Mm -hmm. if you need help with them reach out to us actually we would love to hear what your two are we would love Um, that 
even if you don't want our help. We can help you stay accountable. We can check in on you. We can just ask to see how things are going. Yeah, absolutely, guys. So hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Um, hopefully, if you want to give us uh, some feedback about our vacation, I know you guys <laughs> weren't there, but um, and if you guys are on vacation, enjoy yourself. Yes. Again, uh, the grade, don't grade yourself like we did. We're, we're coaches and we get kind of... Uh, we just uh, want to let you know that we're human too. Yeah. And that we like to have fun. Mm-hmm. And we did have a ton mm-hmm. of fun. We did. So it was great. At the end of the day, regardless if it was yes, a B or an A, great. we had a so ton of fun. So many memories, so many laughs. Absolutely, guys. So you have a great week. Don't forget Minimally Processed Eating Challenge starting tomorrow. And today is your last day to subscribe to the podcast, leave a star rating, leave a review, and tag three friends. And get a celery green t-shirt. And get a celery green tea. Woo! <laughs> All right, guys. You have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferret or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.